Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? It is me, Ian McLaren. It is Monday, September 28th, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen today. I hope you all had a great weekend. Enjoyed the fall weather, the foliage changing, some basketball, baseball, football, whatever else you were watching over the weekend, as well as games three and four of the Stanley Cup, no, four and five of the Stanley Cup final, which went Friday and Saturday night. Game six on tap tonight as the Tampa Bay Lightning once again have an opportunity to clinch the cup against the Dallas Stars in Edmonton. Uh, We'll get to that here in a moment. Chances are, if you have come to the podcast, you are listening on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts is what I use. Please do subscribe. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download and listen and enjoy if you could also rate and review that would be very much appreciated if you're not following the show on twitter you can do so at lo underscore boston bruins you can also find me on twitter.com at enc mclaren where i yeah frequently talk about the bruins about pop culture stuff about books i'm reading shows i'm watching music i'm listening to and dad jokes uh, things like that. And um, yeah, you can also find me on Instagram at ENC McLaren as well. For those of you who don't know me, I currently am in a digital marketing job by day, do the podcast on the side. Previously, I worked for about five years for the Score mobile app as a hockey news editor covering all things NHL, international hockey some women's hockey, some junior hockey, uh, and that was a blast. I've also spent some time doing some hockey writing on the side for SB Nation uh, for our own Cup of Chowder, as well as uh, covering junior hockey for Second City Hockey, Chicago Blackhawks blog, and Fear the Fin, the uh, San Jose Sharks blog, focusing on... uh, junior hockey prospects in the OHL as I am based in Guelph, Ontario, which is home of the storm. Now, uh, all that to say, yeah, I'm a huge Bruins fan, have been for about 30 years now. And for about a year, I've been hosting this daily Boston Bruins podcast. And I'm very uh, honored to be able to have this conversation with you on a daily basis about our favorite hockey team, Today on the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the merits of trading the rights to unrestricted free agent Tory Krug and also to whom he could be sent. Uh, there was a report over the weekend that came out from uh, Rear Ads blog, who's associated with the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Now, I made it clear on Twitter this morning and have in the past that, you know, Based on my time at the score, I was really trained and it became a habit to take with a grain of salt any hockey reports or rumors that come from uh, non-high level insiders. That's to say, I really trust, you know, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet, 
Pierre Lebrun of The Athletic, TSN, um, Darren Drager, Bob McKenzie, uh, Chris Johnston, uh, maybe a Renault Lavoie who's really plugged into the waiver wire uh, on caps lock, as we all know. Um, so those are kind of the main people that I would put a lot of weight into their uh, reporting. There are some people who are tied locally to teams. Obviously, those guys are more uh, on a, a national level. Uh, there are certain people who are plugged into individual teams who I would, um, you know, trust very highly for the Bruins. It would be, you know, well, I don't, I don't want to get into specifics, but uh, all that to say, Tory Krug, there was a report that came out from rear ads, rear admiral at rear ad B's blog. Who's a co-host of spit and chicklets. As I mentioned, who said, um, what was the exact wording of the tweet? Look for the Bruins to trade Tory Krug's rights tomorrow, that being today, Monday, September 28th, to a team looking for exclusive negotiating rights before free agency opens on October 9th. Colorado, Florida, Vegas, and Detroit are among the suitors. Now, for me, the only thing that stands out is the date that he's saying, look for the Bruins to trade Tory Krug's rights today to a team looking for exclusive negotiation rights. Now that's something that I've been saying for a few weeks now. It only makes sense for the Bruins to trade Tory Krug's negotiating rights to another team who's interested in resigning him if it's clear that the two teams, that being the Bruins and Krug, won't be able to reach an agreement on a new deal. Here's what that means. So if the Bruins and Tory Krug are unlikely to reach an agreement on a contract extension, the Bruins can trade his rights to another team because his contract doesn't technically expire until the beginning of free agency, which will be on October 9th. So that means that team will have exclusive negotiating rights with Tory Krug up until the time he hits the open market as an unrestricted free agent on October 9th. The Bruins could retain those rights, try to work it out with him, between now and that time, or like I said, if it looks like the gap is too big, they won't reach an agreement, they can deal those rights to another team and they will have those exclusive rights up until the time free agency begins. The merits of that, the benefits of that for the Bruins are that instead of losing Tory Krug for nothing on October 9th, they can recoup most likely a draft pick in return for uh, the rights to negotiate with Tory Krug. This happened most recently with the Montreal Canadiens and the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes traded the rights to Joel Edmondson to the Canadiens for a fifth-round draft pick, and then he subsequently signed a contract with the Canadiens. Um, so it cost them a fifth round pick to get those exclusive negotiating rights and it paid off because they were able to sign him to a, a new contract. Now it's not guaranteed that that will be the case. It's not guaranteed that the team that acquires the rights will indeed reach an agreement, but it gives them that period of time to meet with the player and his agent exclusively and 
that is the only team that he is allowed to talk to about a new contract prior to October 9th. The benefit for the Bruins, well, they held on to Torrey Krug. You know, often a team is out of the playoff race or doesn't look like they'll contend. They could trade pending unrestricted free agents at the trade deadline. And, you know, if the Bruins had done that with Torrey Krug, they would have fetched quite a price, likely a first-rounder prospect, something like that. They decided to hold on to Krug for what they hoped would be a run to another Stanley Cup, kind of treating him as their own rental player with the uncertain future. The winning didn't pan out. Now it doesn't look like they'll reach an agreement, so instead of losing him for nothing, they can trade him to another team and get a draft pick in return, so some form of compensation uh, in the inevitable event that they will lose his services. So that is the main benefit for a team to trade a pending unrestricted free agent just to recoup something. And this would be the form of a draft pick for a player that is unlikely to sign or re-sign, I should say. So to recap, and this is from a Business of Hockey post from about four years ago, they write, getting exclusive Privilege to talk to free agents remains a useful tool for general managers that have identified specific players they want to target on the free agent market. A player is likely to get numerous suitors on the open market and may not pay one specific team enough attention without having the exclusive rights to negotiate with the player. This allows a team to get their foot in the door and attempt to sell the player on their organization, city, and fan base. This is especially useful for smaller market teams who would have little chance to compete against other teams on the open market. The return for a player's negotiating rights have varied over the past 10 to 15 years, but often includes a middle to late round draft pick and or a draft pick conditional on said player signing with the receiving team. As mid to late round draft picks have a below average percent chance of turning into a regular NHL player, it's a low cost for an established NHL player who can have an immediate impact to a team. And for a team like the Bruins, it gives them the opportunity to try to make good on a mid to late round pick or, you know, even uh, look to trade that pick for another player's negotiating rights. Before we get into where Tory Krug's rights could be traded to and what the Bruins may do as a result, Let's talk for a moment about Built Bar. Built Bar is quite simply the best tasting protein bar out there. Each bar is covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and they come in a wide variety of flavors, up to 18 flavors that you can pick and choose and build your own box of Built Bars. The great thing is that they are great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while enjoying a delicious treat they come in flavors like caramel brownie cookies and cream carrot cake and also more basic ones like peanut butter double chocolate coconut they're low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and quite honestly i have greatly benefited from built bars over the past several months working from home in need of an energy boost as well as something tasty to to, to chew on and built bars have come in very handy i'm very excited to get my next box for you to get your box just go to builtbar.com use promo code locked on and you can get ten dollars off your next order that's 
BuiltBar.com. Put together your box of Built Bars. Pick and choose your flavors. And use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. Now, as I'm recording, we have Frank Saravelli of TSN who tweets the following. Sounds like there has indeed been significant interest in teams trading for Tory Krug's rights. At rear ad B's blog on the case. My belief is last offer from the Bruins to Krug's camp was six years times $6.5 million. Now, again, not to discredit any sources or anything like that, but you'd love to see this kind of corroboration from mainstream media, and that kind of lends more credence to uh, the rumors and reports that are coming out. I should add Frank to that list. He's the head of the Professional Hockey Writers Association, really plugged in with TSN, with the trade board, free agent board, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, again, not to discredit Rear Adby's blog, but like to see this corroboration and and to get that uh, mainstream media presence kind of acknowledging it and adding their two cents to it as well. Now, for me, six years, $6.5 million for Tory Krug is pretty much the max that I would want to sign him at. That would keep him in line with contracts secured by the team's best players. Uh, we all know uh, the Bruins have managed to re-sign Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand in that six to seven million dollar range. Bergeron at six point eight seven five, Pasternak six point six six, Marchand six point one two five. David Krejci and Tuka Rask are the only two players at seven million dollars and above, and those were. Uh, signed several years ago and coming off the books next season. And we likely won't see anybody come in above Bergeron for the foreseeable future, perhaps unless they have a chance to sign Taylor Hall. He's a guy that I would spend, you know, seven to $8 million on for sure at the very least. Um, Now, it's well within Torrey Krug's rights to say, I think I can get more on the open market. He probably would get more on the open market as an unrestricted free agent. It won't be in a situation that he knows like Boston, that he's comfortable with like Boston. It will be a change of scenery on several levels, not just in terms of his teammates, home rink, practice facility, but also picking up his family and moving to a new city. Um, this is where I think Detroit comes in as a team that could try to trade for his rights and have a good chance of signing Tory Krug to a long-term deal, considering he is a Livonia, Michigan native. The Red Wings have three second-round picks, two third-round picks, and then a fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh-round picks, so they could uh, be able to. Um, you know, send one of those, maybe a third round pick, maybe that fourth round pick to the Bruins for Tory Krug's rights. Other teams that have been mentioned, the Buffalo Sabres, they're pretty light on draft picks. They don't have a third. They have a fourth and a fifth this year. Would they give up one of those for Krug's rights? Perhaps. The Colorado Avalanche have a wealth of cap space to assign 
a player like Tori Krug. It's pretty far from home for him. Western Conference, uh, you know, a couple time zones over. Would they trade Maple Leafs pick that they got in the Nazem Kadri trade? Would they trade their fourth round pick, a sixth round pick that they received from the Panthers? Speaking of the Panthers, they're another team that is apparently interested in securing Tory Krug's rights. They have two third round picks, their fourth and their fifth round pick. Um, so they, you know, maybe they could ante up and send a pick to the Bruins in order to secure Tory Krug's rights. Another team that's been mentioned is the Vegas Golden Knights. They're a team that's rumored to be in on Alex Pietrangelo, who's in the same situation as Krug, seemingly at an impasse with the St. Louis Blues over his next contract, and his rights could very well be dealt as well. The Golden Knights are light on draft picks. They don't have a second-round pick. They don't have a fourth or a fifth. They do have an extra second, uh, sorry, an extra third by way of the New Jersey Devils. That pick came in exchange for Nikita Gusev, uh, his rights to be uh, more specific, and the Devils were able to sign him to a deal um, after that trade took place. So, yeah, those are the some of the teams that are rumored to be hot and heavy over Krug's rights. I'd say uh, the Panthers, the Avalanche, the Vegas Golden Knights are really looking to acquire his rights per uh, reports that are out there. I'd say the Panthers probably making a push because they just traded Mike Matheson to the Penguins, need some help left-hand defenseman down there, and they'd probably be a bit of an off-the-radar pick for him just because of the distance from Boston, from home. Uh, Perhaps the Red Wings don't think they need to trade for his rights, seeing as they... Uh, might have an advantage being from, you know, his home state. Um, so again, that seems to be the situation right now. Frank Cervelli, TSN, saying the Bruins offered six years, six point five million. Doesn't look like Krug is want to accept that, and that's well within his rights as an unrestricted free agent. He has already made it clear that he's looking for the best possible deal for himself and his family. That would mean length, value, as well as comfort level. And a team seems to be prepared to give up a pick to get his rights in order to kind of be able to talk to him and his agent and make him feel as comfortable as possible um, with a fit that may not have been on his radar previously. So again, this could happen as early as today. But look for it to happen sometime before free agency begins on October 9th. The draft takes place October 6th and 7th. So a pick would likely be dealt before then so that the Bruins could take advantage of it. So within the next week or so, expect Tory Krug's time with the Bruins to come to an end officially. Although having said that, just because a team has exclusive rights doesn't mean Krug is obligated to sign with him. He could still go to October 9th, assess his options, and maybe even come back and circle back to the Bruins and take that deal if nothing else seems like a good fit for him. Uh, So that's where we are right now with Tory Krug and the Boston Bruins. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. The big 
story in hockey today is the fact that the cup could be awarded tonight in Edmonton, bringing an end to the NHL's bubble experiment, a quite successful end as there have been zero recorded cases of COVID-19 within either Edmonton or Toronto. Tampa Bay Lightning did announce that Captain Steven Stamkos will not return for the remainder of the final. He did return to the Lightning lineup in Game 3 for the first time since February and scored a goal in only five shifts, but uh, he was in obvious discomfort following his final shift in Game 3. He's still dealing with a core muscle injury, and you know, full credit to him for giving it a go, getting on the ice for that couple shifts, scoring a goal. Certainly will go down in Stanley Cup lore as, as quite a moment. And um, yeah, if he's not able to dress, which I said he's not, uh, I would expect that he'd still be able to get out on the ice to celebrate with the team, maybe not lift the cup if he's not feeling up to that, but uh, still... Um, I expect him to be part of that celebration, to be sure. There was a trade in the NHL over the weekend. The New York Rangers sent defenseman Mark Stahl, as well as a second-round pick in 2021, to the Detroit Red Wings for future considerations. Steve Eiserman, general manager of the Wings, said the trade accomplishes a couple things. As part of the rebuilding process, they're trying to add picks, prospects, young players, future assets, and that's where they're at right now. So they got the second round pick in 2021. They also have to ice a team. They're trying to be competitive, trying to improve. So they get a defenseman that will go right into the lineup, plug a hole for them, bring some veteran leadership, and also perhaps you know serve as a potential flip at the trade deadline next season as well. So again, the Red Wings trying to be more competitive. And therefore, adding Mark Stahl, certainly they'd like to add Tory Krug as well. They're projecting or hoping to be better in, you know, two, three years down the road. Signing Krug to a six, seven, eight-year deal uh, would hopefully give them a player to build around uh, even more for the future. I think that's pretty much it for today's podcast a lot of Tory Krug talk a lot of Tory Krug talk on Twitter right now as well as you can see and um yeah it looks like his rights will be traded likely to sign with another team and we'll talk about that more when if and when it does come to pass but you know my feeling will be I adore Tory Krug He's been one of my favorite Bruins. I love the little guys and um, who play big games. He has done everything and more that the Bruins could have hoped out of an undrafted college free agent. Uh, I wish they could have won a cup while he was in town. Uh, and I wish that he would stay, but I completely understand his desire to want to cash in as an unrestricted free agent at the height of his career. And, um, you know, it's not going to be with the Bruins, but I wish him well for the remainder of his career. Um, and again, we'll, we'll touch on all that when that news actually comes down. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen today. I hope you're all having a great Monday. Enjoy game six tonight. If that's uh, your thing, if you're, you're going to be watching that, um, I've been saying 
My wife, Lauren, and I have been watching Good Girls on Netflix, which is actually getting pretty good here in the second season. I'm also watching Sons of Anarchy, How I Met Your Mother, uh, in my own time. Looking forward to catching season four of The Good Place, which dropped on Netflix this weekend as well. And uh, yeah, really enjoying the new Sufjan Stevens album. If you haven't checked that out, do I cannot recommend it highly enough. Thanks so much for listening today, friends. I really appreciate all of you, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Peace.